This podcast is intended solely for blind and print-impaired audiences and is brought to you by the Radio Talking Book Service in Omaha, Nebraska. It's time now for this week's episode of Tech It Out, a program poised on the cutting edge of technology. Outlook Enrichment is pleased to sponsor this edition of Tech It Out here on Radio Talking Book. For more information about Outlook Enrichment, please call 531-365-5051 or visit www.outlooken.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Tech It Out. I'm Dennis Nelson, Adaptive Tech Trainer with Outlook Enrichment. It is indeed a pleasure to have all of you with us again today. And our special guest is going to be Megan Mackey, who handles all of our recreational activity planning. And she will tell us how she uses tech to do all those wonderful things on this edition of Tech It Out. The holiday season is upon us once again. It's hard to believe it's already that time. And boy, it is keeping all of us at the Adaptive Tech Lab here at Outlook Enrichment very, very busy as well. And one of the many things that is keeping us busy is technology. Imagine that. And every Friday, we're getting together with a lot of folks who come in for our open lab. And this is, once again, an invitation to you as well. If you haven't been to any of our open labs and would like to take advantage of them, we do them every Friday between 1 and 4 p.m. We do ask that you call us in advance and say that you would like to come to one of our open labs. And it does require you to come to our facility at 4125 South 72nd Street in Omaha to be a part of our open lab where we can give you hands-on experience with technology. And uh, it's a great way, too, to do some training without necessarily committing yourself to a full-time training schedule. So that's something to keep in mind as well. We invite you again to call us at 531-365-5051 and tell us that you'd like to come. And that way you can give us an idea of what it is that you would like to have us work with you on so that we're prepared when you get here. But other than that, that's really about the only major restriction. Of course, it is only on Fridays between 1 and 4 p.m., And one of our technical staff is more than happy to assist you during those hours and help you with whatever it is that might be befuddling you, even if it's just something you can't do on your phone or computer or whatever the case may be. And one of the many things that we're doing as well is Mac training. And we're kind of training right along with you, to be totally honest about it, but we're learning about the Mac. We're exploring the Mac, and that Uh, is something that a lot of agencies don't even offer at this point and it's something we're trying to offer and getting used to more and more every day as we deal with the mac as well we have several people enrolled in mac training and they are doing quite nicely and and it's a neat experience for us as well here at outlook so if you want to attend our open labs just give us a call ahead of time And we would be more than happy to accommodate you and help you with something that might just be bugging you with any of your tech devices. 
At this point in the program, let's go ahead and bring on our special guest, Megan Mackey. Megan, it is such a pleasure to have you here in the studio with us. You don't know how many people have told me over the past several weeks that they would like to see you on the program, so it's really good to have you here. I appreciate you taking the time to be here today. Well, thank you, Dennis. That is so flattering. Well, <laughs> so you uh, give me your title. I know you have you're the outre- community outreach specialist. Is that correct? Um, I think that has recently changed to community events coordinator. Okay, okay. Well, that's why I check with the experts because I can't keep track of half these titles. And neither here. can I. <laughs> so don't feel bad. <laughs> but tell me a little bit about what you do, which maybe on the surface to people listening in in the beginning of this won't sound all that technical since we're pretty much a tech podcast. But tell us what you do anyway, because then we're going to talk about why I brought you in here today. Of course. I coordinate recreational, cultural, and social activities for the blind community. I adapt pretty much anything that ordinary people do to make sure that all of us can enjoy those activities too. Wow, that sounds fantastic. And to do a lot of those kinds of things, you do indeed have to use a lot of tech. For example, I can imagine when you were interviewed to even do this kind of work here, you were probably asked, do you know how to use a computer? I'm sure that was a part of the process. Am I correct in that? Yes, and I actually had to take a test to display my technological skills, and it was a little bit sketchy, but I've I've made it work. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah, you've done very, very well, as a matter of fact, in that regard. And, and of course, you've got the tech department right next door, too, so you can always come over and talk to us if a technical issue occurs. But let's talk about some of the things that you do. Uh, let's start with the computer. What kind of things do you do on the computer that that relate to your job? I know you do a lot of scheduling of people to come here for events and things. I would imagine even that takes either some telephone and or computer expertise with the iPhone or something? Yes. First of all, just planning all the events are needed to be put on the calendar so that everybody is aware of everything. I do a lot of emailing and texting people that I think might want to participate in the events. A lot of texting. We get a good response that way because that seems to be some technology that most people are familiar with and can do um, no matter what type of vision impairment they have. I also use the computer to promote the events via emails and flyers that I design. So all of the basings do start with technology. That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. And then, so you use you use pretty much every kind of technology, whether it be the, the iPhone and or the computer. I mean, it's not done on any one specific thing. You're using everything. Nope, we're using everything. Um, and I forgot to include the website. So I go kind of behind the scenes on the website to make sure we have all of our events out there so people can find them. That includes... You know, setting up alt text for the pictures that I might use should somebody be totally blind and just making sure that people have a way to access what we have going on. Mm-hmm. And even in here, you came in here. What do you do? Come bring a camera in here. So, I mean, you're using tech all the time. Yep. 
Yeah, that is that is amazing, and that's why we brought you here, because when it comes to some of the events, I know there is tech involved in some of the things that you actually plan for people to do, because tell us briefly about some of the types of events that you plan for people, because you, you're, you're very involved in the community and bringing people in here for all kinds of things. The first thing that comes to mind is probably our adaptive sports program. A lot of the these are just everyday sports that everybody plays, but in order for us to find, you know, say a puck or a golf ball or any anything, it helps if these items have a sound. So from beeping baseballs to beeping pucks, like I said, to even little individual beepers that have channel changer-like connections, um, <laughs> we can use those, you know, to put on on a basketball hoop mm-hmm. or in a golf putting hole or something that gives somebody a some type of chance to at least be able to locate um, where they're aiming at or what they're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times we do have people to help us adapt things, but I really love when people can feel like they accomplished it themselves. And if these things can beep you know, on their own and a person is able to enjoy these activities with that adaptation on their own without mm-hmm. having a partner to help them. I think they walk away feeling like they could do this by themselves. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that is that is that is neat because that gives more independence, that more that feeling of more independence and and you know that's what we're all about here, of course, in general. Any particular other tech that you can think of that you use? You were mentioning your your sports program. That's probably where the most tech would be used. Would you agree with that? I would. And I did think of another thing we do every year. We do downhill skiing, snow skiing. And though everybody there is visually impaired or blind, we also have people with multiple things going on. So we've had people wear helmets with special speakers inside where Um, Their ski guide and them can communicate back and forth, letting them know if maybe a tree is coming up, is another skier in the way. And that could be hard to, you know, communicate without technology like that. I would imagine. I would imagine so. So, yeah, there's, you know, there's so much technology that's out there. And I know you're always working toward advancing all of these things with even more tech you know, uh, every day you're always looking for new ways to add tech to the mix of everything that you do. Yep. And we're looking to add, um, Frisbee golf onto our adventures next year. And, you know, then there's beeping Frisbees. So anything we can try new that involves tech, we, we give it a try. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine that. Can you think of anything that I'm leaving out? I've just found even that our, our beeping baseballs, can be used, you know, that is a little peg. You charge them, you pull this little peg out and they start beeping. Mm -hmm. We've also been able to adapt those to use in different sports. So we were at the Santa Lucia festival and they played, invited us to play bocce ball. And we just subbed out, you know, the center ball in that game is the one that you're trying to make contact with, with other balls. Mm -hmm. So we just subbed out their bocce balls for a beeping baseball and it worked Perfectly. And we thought we were pretty dang good. We're going to enter the competition (laughs) next year. We suggest everybody uses those balls. (laughs) (laughs) That is great. And I assume those run with some kind of batteries or what? Yeah. All of that fancy stuff is inside the ball. We have found that when you have to 
have a ball with special features like that. There were certain bats that they suggested we use with those balls when we're actually playing beat baseball because they are a little bit bigger than your average ball. And the only, you know, we also try to make sure that we're in an indoor environment. We found that it's a little bit hard outside when you're battling traffic or wind or other noises to hear the ball, like say the speaker rolls so that it's facing the ground. Oh, sure. Um, There are some things to look out for, for that. So of course, if you're in a quiet controlled environment, they work a little bit better, but as far as like beat baseball, there wouldn't really be too much of a chance that you'd be able to hit the ball or find the ball without that technology being put in there. A lot of the balls, we also have a beeping kickball. So we've played beeping kickball, which is a lot easier to locate than a beeping baseball. And then we've, they also make a lot of balls that jingle if they're moving, like jingling basketballs. We've, it seems low tech, but it just makes something, you know, it makes something possible. No, it's very important. I think it's very important to know. And and some of those things I didn't even know. And as long as we're talking tech, when you were talking earlier about using some of it in, in regards to the websites and things that you visit, are you, do you consider yourself a JAWS user, Zoom text, or Fusion user? I am a Fusion user, so I zoom in along with the added bonus of the slight JAWS use. I mean, it's a combination of both. So right. I'm looking at it bigger, but I'm also getting cues from the computer reading it out loud because when you have a... Uh, something zoomed in that much, it's easy to lose track of mm-hmm. where you are on the screen for somebody like me. Sure. So you're really kind of a great representation of what fusion is. You're using the combination of speech and visual cues. And I'm able to use, you know, other programs. Like there's programs that you can use to design flyers and brochures and things that I do like that. And mm-hmm. Without the ability to zoom in, it would be pretty much impossible to, I'm lucky to have a little bit of vision, but it would be a little bit impossible to make something that other people are going to look at without me being able to see it as well as I can. Sure. And um, the ability to zoom in gives me, you know, I can then see if everything's lined up and that everything looks professional. I can use the speaking part to go over maybe what I typed to make sure that that you know, is put out there like I want it to be. I feel like uh, I do a lot of writing with my job and it has kind of changed the game using voiceover or using JAWS related things to be able to hear back what I'm saying and make sure that that lines up with the message I was trying to put out there. Yeah, gives you a chance to proofread essentially. Yes, it, it does. And it and sometimes in your head when you're typing something, you know, you think it's going to sound one way, but when you hear it read out loud, um, you can make a lot of edits just based on that. Sure. Yeah. No, that's I think that's very important. I think that's a very important use of technology in general. So see, even in something that isn't technical, something that you wouldn't think of as being technical, like organizing, you know, any of our events and things of that sort. Guess what? Technology sneaks its ugly head in there, (laughs) no matter how you look at it. And that's why I felt it was so important to have you on today, because people, when they hear what you do, don't think technology. They don't think tech in any way, shape, or form. And I wanted you to be able to prove to the world that, no, rethink that. Yep. Because there is some tech involved in what you do. 
And even coming down to just uh, getting people to sign up for the events, um, you do have to, you know, make a registration. You have to make sure that that is accessible for people to use because everybody that signs up for something has to, you know, jump on the web, get to our registration page, um, find their way through that get to the payment page, find their way through that. And so the assistive technology, you know, makes that possible for people to really independently check out our website and sign up for what they want to, to do. Sure. Good point. Good point. Because, yes, sometimes we do want to go register for some of these things and you have to have in, an indication of who's coming. So that's it. Yeah. Yes. Very important component. Indeed. Any other areas in your job that you can think of where you do use tech? I also think think that we use a little bit of tech um, for apps like Uber. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our activities do happen within the um, Metro bus area, but on occasion there are things that don't. So at that point it does involve ordering several Ubers to get us, you know, to a, a landing point so that we can take off from there and get to our destination. So I sometime in, am running an Uber on my personal phone and running an Uber on the Outlook phone at the same time, um, just so that we can get people transported. Sure, sure. So that's that's one way. And yeah, you do use an awful lot of Ubers. Just to, you know, the transportation nightmares alone, I can think would be. <laughs> yeah, or going out and speaking to groups, and the time crunch sometimes using the Uber app, you know can help me get more things done instead of relying on the Moby transportation that takes a lot longer. Sure, sure. And then you were mentioning a workshop that you had here recently that uh, involved some tech as well. Yes. We, we don't use a lot of tech in our arts and culture program, but one that came to mind was our recent writing workshop mm-hmm. where we got together and we're inspired by our uh, a creative writing teacher to write our own short stories and share them with the group. For somebody that's blind or low vision that can't read and write as a typical poet might, people brought in different types of adaptive technology to record what they were writing. So we had people using their phones, earbuds. Well, you know how it goes with people using JAWS. If everybody's using JAWS at the same time, it can get very distracting. Yes. Um, And when you've got a group of people that are all relying on that to type, people brought their headphones so that they could connect that way and everybody could kind of keep their writing private until we were ready to share. But we had Braille printers, Braille displays. Folks used a CCTV if they could write, but maybe needed it a lot bigger. People brought their personal iPads, their personal computers. We also have a great piece of technology here at Outlook that I'm planning to use for the next time because we have a Braille printer. So if a person finds reading via Braille easier, I'm going to have them forward their writing to me. And beforehand, I'll have that printed out so that they can read it with ease to the group without any gaps. We also offered this last time via zoom also so and we had an owl microphone it's called so that you know was able to use technology to make sure the people joining virtually could hear us as well and we could hear them and then people don't have to necessarily show up at outlook but if they are able to use their technology skills to get on zoom that opens up a lot of doors for them to participate in things even if they have problems with transportation or can't make it in we've also done 
several other types of activities through Zoom. We were able to bring card games or like adult game nights to people from their home in the evening. We were also able to use Zoom for a book club that we had that, you know, people would read using their, all the books were featured on Bard. So that's another part of the technology that's offered. It's a program where people can find audible books. So we'd choose a book. Everybody would read it via Bard, which it's read out loud to you. Mm -hmm. And then we would meet via Zoom as a group and, you know, give our two cents in about if we liked the book or, you know, a little conversation got going about that. And a lot of the times those conversations did end in, you know, questions about tech. So those are just a couple ways that technology, you know, finds its way into other parts of my job. Sure, absolutely. And of course, BARD is part of the National Library Service for the Blind. So uh, the National Library, the Government uh, National Library Service. So everybody's probably pretty familiar with it. So that's, uh, that's yeah. yeah that's and that's cool. a free app. So we just made sure that all the books were, you know, offered on BARD so that it wasn't an extra cost to anybody. Sure. And they were, you know, if they were familiar with the app and if not, they could come in and, you know, ask questions about how to better use it. But you do bring up a very important point to zoom has changed the way a lot of people do a lot of things. As long as you're talking tech, zoom is huge. I mean, the different kinds of meetings. I know of several companies that I know about in my little small circle of things that I deal with where they're using Zoom now to present some incredible presentations. And as you say, I don't even have to leave my living room. <laughs> you don't. So. And, you know, if you're like me, who I, you know, start sweating if I have to use any technology, <laughs> it's nice to have a tech department here that can help you because I swear um, every minute, the minute before I have a Zoom meeting, something is different than the last time that I got on it. So, it can be stressful, but with the support of, you know, the Outlook Tech Training Center, you can come in and get those things ironed out before you're late to the meeting or all of a sudden you can't get in the meeting. So there are, you know, there are always things evolving that you can stay caught up on. Sure, sure, absolutely. And that's what we're here for. We try to we try to help you foresee those things as well. And many times you'll say to me, I'm about to have this Zoom meeting. Can you come on here ahead of time so we can talk about it? And do you see anything that's weird or that's going to give me a problem? So that's that's how we do these things. Because it's quite important that the host of the meeting is actually in the meeting. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes a difference. <laughs> yeah, I want the host there, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Very, very good point. Any other technology things that you can think of? I know we're kind of probably stretching it a bit, but still, you, you, there, there is a lot. And I don't think anybody had any clue how much technology goes into even you know a job such as yours that you just don't think tech necessarily for. It's a good time to be blind and low vision because of all the tech. It makes a lot of things possible for us to do that maybe would have been more challenging before. Well, Megan, I wanted to thank you for taking time because I know you're a very, very busy person. It's hard to even pin <laughs> you down for five minutes to get you in here. So I appreciate the time you took to tell us about how tech 
can even enter the world of scheduling events or recreation or whatever you want to call what you do. (laughs) (laughs) And you do tons, and we sure do appreciate everything that you do here. Like I said, it's really hard to even capture you for five minutes. So I am so glad you came by today. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks for having me. No problem. Well, I can certainly tell you that Megan is certainly a positive influence for all of us, both as employees and the people that she works with. She's always very positive and encouraging and so full of energy, as you can tell from that interview. One of the things I forgot to talk to her about at all was the golf simulator that she's in charge of scheduling many different events around. We have a golf simulator here at Outlook. And if you want to find out more about that, you can always call us at area code 531-365-5051. Leave us a message and we'll certainly get back to you and talk to you about golfing opportunities. And you can also check our website, www.outlooken.org. And then if there are any golfing opportunities or things coming up, you'll certainly find out about them there as well. So a couple of great places to check on those. But I'm sure there's some tech involved in that. We're going to have to get her back here. But with the holidays and the busy schedule that she already had, we got so into talking about other things that we just never covered it. And we'll do it in a future podcast. That I can promise you. I can also tell you that a lot of visually impaired folks are already taking advantage of the golf simulator. So if that's something that is of even remote interest to you, certainly feel free to get in touch with us and find out about golfing opportunities. And I'm sure there will be many and many chances for you to partake in that activity as well. One of the many reasons that we always preach about upgrading software and keeping it up to date whether it be your computer your android or iphone is that there are always new features being introduced and as an individual it's almost impossible to keep up with all of those features but i turn to many outside sources to help me do just that and one such resource is d griffin jones he publishes something called cultive mac And he has it on all the major platforms out there, Instagram, YouTube, so on and so forth. X, formerly Twitter, and the the list goes on and on. He's, He's very followable if you so desire to do so. And he told me about iOS 17 introducing five new features that I think are really cool. Some of them affect us more than others. One is called Live Speech. And another one that is used in combination with live speech is personal voice. Another item that he talks about is detection mode, which is a part of magnifier, which if it isn't already on your phone, you can download from the app store. And another feature is point and speak, which is also within magnifier. So there are a number of things there, but I think the one that he talks about that I think will have the biggest impact on our listeners is something called assistive access. Assistive access basically takes your phone and dumbs it down, which many of us wouldn't want because it does eliminate a lot of features such as checking your battery status and a number of other things that we will get into in our next podcast. But in our next podcast, one of the many things I want to do is show you assistive access, how it works, what it does, 
why it does what it does and i think you will find that it is a really neat thing for some people if they're not comfortable using the iphone as is they have a lot of problems with it that kind of thing i think you're going to find that assistive access may solve some of their needs and make their phone much more usable for them now for those of you who are iphone savvy and you maybe haven't heard of assistive access or you've heard of it but you'd like to play around with it more before we get to the next podcast you can certainly do that by going on your iphone to settings accessibility and then look for the heading called general so don't go to settings and general you won't find it there you have to go to settings accessibility then look for the heading general and one of the first things you'll find is assistive access and if you double tap that there is a link that says learn more so you can learn more about what uh, assistive access does even before i get to talking about it but in our next podcast i'm going to kind of tear it apart if you will and talk to you about assistive access and give you a demonstration of what it is and how it works and all that kind of thing so it's something to look forward to and it may solve the needs of some people who are using their iPhones and just don't know exactly how to do so and it might make things a lot more convenient for a lot of folks so I'm going to pass that information along because I think it is probably the most beneficial new accessibility thing that was added to iOS 17 so you can look forward to that in our next podcast when we get together once again and with that i'm afraid we're all out of time for this edition of tech it out but as always it's been a pleasure having each and every one of you join us and special thanks to our very special guest megan Mackey, for joining us as well next month as mentioned we'll take a look at assistive access and find out more about it and we'll probably have some other tech surprises for you as well. So I certainly hope you will be with us for another edition of Tech It Out. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Tech It Out, the program that dances on the cutting edge of technology. Brought to you by Outlook Enrichment. More information is available at www.outlooken.org or by calling 531-365-5051. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 47 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.